Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Father Keith Brown, also known as the Bye Guy. And my mission in life, as well as the mission of this podcast, is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, create healthy and happy relationships, and construct authentic and affirming faith if they desire. So if that's you, guess what? You're in the right place. You are truly welcome here, I promise. Now, a couple disclaimers, if I may. Number one, the views expressed in this program are either the views of myself or my guests and they should be considered as such. Number two, I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Otherwise, grab a cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and you have tuned in to a Wednesday Table Talks episode of the podcast. And that's where I basically talk about anything related to the LGBTQ plus community. And sometimes I have a guest and sometimes I do solo. And today is a solo episode. In fact, what I'm going to do today is to respond to a question that I got from a listener. So hang on for that. But before I do, let me just quickly remind you that if you're part of the community and you have suffered trauma in your life because of it. Maybe you have been abused by people in your family or people that you know or people at work or, you know, well, a common place that I deal with is people within the church. If you have done that, if you've suffered from that, then I believe that healing is possible, but it's something that we need to work on. And I believe that a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants approach to healing your trauma is probably not a good idea. For most of us, we need to have a systematized game plan to get our healing. Now, healing takes time, but unless we have a way to work toward our healing, then chances are we're going to flounder and we're going to continue to suffer. So with that said, I put together a digital course based on 30-some years of experience, both personally and professionally, put together a digital course to help you design a game plan to use in your life to get your healing. Now, you can tweak that any way you want, or you can use it exactly as I present it. It's up to you and your discretion. But I would really like to periodically invite you to come and grab that. It's very affordable, and I think it's going to give you some things to think through. It's going to give you an actual plan that you can feel out and process in your life on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. So uh, check it out. It's called Wipeout Trauma. There's a link in the show notes and you can get all the information. 
Okay. All right. Having said that, let me also remind you that I would love for you to subscribe to this program. If you haven't already, please do. And you are a great help in getting this program out to more people. The way that you can do that is taking just a moment in whatever platform you're on and taking a couple of seconds to rate it, hopefully give it a five star and write a, a short note of recommendation. Not only do I get to see those um, very often when I go in and look, but it also, as you probably know by now, helps the organic growth. The, the algorithm loves that. So please uh, do consider doing it, helping us out. We would appreciate it as we try to share this message of love and inclusion and hope to people all over the world. All right. Now let's get to the issue at hand today. And I had a listener who sent me a, a note and I'm going to paraphrase it, but basically it's a grown man. It's an older gentleman. Um, he didn't give exact age, but he's probably, I would say in his fifties. And he said that, that he was divorced and he was very clear to tell me that his sexuality had nothing to do with the divorce. And he was actually bisexual. And he said that his bisexuality had no play in the divorce. And believe me, I, I, I believe him because in my career, I have found that most often when marriages break, when someone is bisexual, it is very seldom, and I mean very seldom, that the bisexual issue was part of or was the reason that the marriage fell apart. So I, I believe what he says, that it wasn't a part of this relationship. But since he has now been divorced, he has begun to more own his identity. He's uh, become more accepting of it. He's 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 known it for mo all of his life, basically, but he sort of denied it. And now that he's divorced, he doesn't want to deny it anymore. He wants to come honest with himself and and to begin to express it as much as he can. So um, I get that. I have been approached with this type of scenario so many times over my career, and I've worked with so many people to to navigate these waters, helping them sound it out and asking questions and helping them make the decisions for themselves about what they want to do and how they want to do. But uh, I just want to offer a few thoughts on this matter in this podcast. Now, please understand that this is not a coaching session. That for me to do a really good job, I would have to talk to this person individually. We'd have to sit down. We'd have to construct a game plan together. Um, and I'd have to help direct them in, in some of their thinking so that they could answer the questions honestly for themselves. So having said that, sort of as a um, disclaimer, if you will, I want to share with you what I what I consider four things to at least think about if this is you if you're if you're in a situation like this and I know that some of your li you listeners are younger maybe you have young kids maybe you know they're six seven eight whatever and this is still a concern for you but in this particular uh, situation I am talking primarily for to an older person who has grown children but again this can apply to younger kids as well all right so. What are the things that I want to share in this? All right. So if you know anything about Keith, he is the king of acrostics. And, you know, I, I, I my brain thinks that way. It helps me organize my thoughts. And what I do is typically pick a word and I put that vertically on a page. And then I sit and think and process the the subject matter that I'm that I'm thinking about and, and contemplating and hope to teach or share or whatever. And then I begin to use that word to stimulate lessons or ideas. And that's what I did. So 
Um, this particular episode, I'm using the word kids, K-I-D-S. And from that, I'm going to offer you four things to think about, especially as it related to this particular person and this season of life dealing with grown kids. And he didn't say how many kids he had, but I assume it was more than one because he did use the plural kids. All right. So let's talk about the K. The K is for me, know your future path, know your future path. This gentleman said that he was divorced. This gentleman also said that he was bisexual. So I guess the first place for me to start would be to say, how do you see your future life progressing? Do you think that you are going to be someone who would go and consider a relationship with another man? Is this something that you're open to? Is this something that you're thinking about? Is this something that you are hoping for? Or, you know, is it not something that you hope to do? Or if it's something that you're considering, but you don't really know about? Why do I say that? Because I think that it's helpful for us to understand, especially in this season of life, especially with grown kids and maybe even grandkids, it's important to know what we hope to do with the rest of our lives. How do we plan to live it? Is this even going to be something that I need to share? And that is so individual for every person. I have had people who I have sat down with in this somewhat of this situation, and they have talked it out, and they've come to realize for themselves, not me telling them, because again, remember, it's always the decision of the person. But some of these people have decided, you know what? I'm not going to live my life any different than the way that I did before. I'm not going to, you know, express this any differently. And I'm not planning on being in a relationship with anybody of, you know, my same sex or whatever. So I guess all I needed to do was just be honest with myself. And I think that's enough. I have had those people come to me and do that. And I support that 100% if that's their decision. You know, I think that, you know, that's okay. If that is your honest decision, then own it and live it. Then I've had other people go, you know what? No, I think I have lived my whole life a certain way. And I feel like that I at least want to be open to the possibility of this opposite or or different future or this different sexual partner. And so I want to at least be open. All right. So we ask ourselves, do I want to do this now, this process of coming out to my grown kids? Or do I want to take a wait and see attitude as to, okay, let me see what's going to happen. What am I, what am I going to, you know, wind up doing and being in before I tell them, you know, again, all of this is nuanced. Everybody is different. And if I can get anything across, it is that every single person is different. Every situation is different. And there is no one system in this particular situation, there's not a one prescription, I should say, for every single person. And then again, there are those persons who you know say, you know what, I, I just want to be me. I want to live me. I want to be out and proud. And I think I, I really want to tell my kids. I think that they deserve to need to know and I deserve for them to know. So basically, you know, they they make the decision. So the first thing I would say is again, know your future path. Figure out for yourself, or at least come to a pretty good idea of who you want to be and how you want to live your true, authentic self. Your identity, is that going to come out? Is it people going to see it? Are you going to live it openly and, and out? Again, that can vary. And for older people, I've seen it vary a lot. 
And again, a great number of people who are older will sometimes decide not to come out publicly. It's an honest decision. It's a decision they made for themselves. So let's just support that. Let's love that. Let's, you know, encourage them in whatever way that they choose. All right. So that's the K, the I. Individual disclosure is most often best. Now, I, I truly believe this. I know that there are times when people will just basically get on a, a horn and just blow out their coming out to everybody. They'll they'll just announce it publicly. They'll do, you know, whatever. They will gather people in a large group and they will tell everybody at one time, or they will send out a mass mailing to everybody on their list, whatever. I know there are people who do this. And I think that's fine. If that's your decision and what you want to do, there's there's nothing wrong with that. However, I believe when it comes to those that are typically 45 and up, these older Gen, Gen Xs and uh, baby boomers, et cetera, that sometimes that is not the way that they choose to do this outing process. So when it comes to our kids, I believe that we need to think about it individually. I suggest as a general rule of thumb, and people can certainly choose to do differently, but as a general rule of thumb, I suggest that as a parent, you purposely think about each child individually. Why? Because especially when you're talking about grown children, they will sometimes think differently even about the LGBTQ plus community, whether they support it or not. They also receive information differently. They process information differently. They prefer different types of communication. Sometimes these kids will be very in the way that they approach personal information. You may have a child that really wants to know how you're feeling. They want to know what's going on in your life. They want to know if you're hurting. They want to know if you're happy. They want to know if you went to the doctor. They want to know what you had for breakfast. And then you have other children that really want things to be at a more arm's length distance. They want to, they want to love you. They want to be around you. They want to be, you know, close to you and love you, but they don't know, want to know all the details of you because sometimes they have a harder time processing emotions and feelings and stuff like that within the family. Therefore, this could be very difficult for them. So I just say that, and again, it's very individualistic, and I know I keep saying that as well, but it is. So there is no one easy answer, but I do often say that in most cases, individual disclosure is best. Okay. So that's the K and the I. What about the disease? The D. Decide your risk and reward. Let's be honest. Anytime anybody, regardless of who they are or whatever the age they are, if a person decides that they want to come out of the closet, they must decide for themselves risk and reward. We know that most often there will be some type of negative impact or feedback or abuse that occurs. That is a common thing. Now, it can vary greatly in the degree, you know, but it often includes negative response. It also often includes risk. But having said that, we also know that when a person is able to come out of the closet and be them 
their authentic selves and live their life to their fullest, there is a tremendous amount of reward in that. They are beginning, perhaps for the first time in 50, 60 years, being able to live a life that is truly authentic and one that they can be proud and one that they can live unashamed and they can live truly authentically. And that is a blessed reward, right? But again, every person needs to discover for themselves and think about for themselves the degree of risk and reward that they're willing to take. It is very possible, and I've seen it many, many times when a person has come out to their adult children, the Children say, you know, well, you know, dad or mom, I love you. You know, I love you. You've been a great parent to me. Um, you know, I'm going to accept you. I'm going to love you no matter what. I, I love you no matter what. And I've seen that many times. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's something we all hope will happen. But I have also seen where it has happened that a an older adult has come out to their child and this child has basically sort of disowned them, much like the parents have done to the young people who come out will disown them. This can also work the other way. There are grown kids that have sort of disowned their parents because their parents have come out of the closet to them. And one of the greater hurts that often these people feel is they even get denied the chance to be around their grandchildren. And you can only imagine as a, a grandparent how painful that is to, to not be able to spend time with your grandchildren. So again, there are real risk and rewards that are part of this process. And there is no one size fits all, and nobody can automatically tell you that you must do this. It is a thing that you have to weigh for yourself. Okay? All right. So decide your risk and reward. That's number three. And lastly um, is the S. And this goes sort of back to the individual disclosure about the child. The last way is share the best way. And I do believe, again, that um, selective outage is the best way. It gives us the most control. It gives us the best typical results. We pre-plan. We, we give thought to our actions and the process of coming out. And we do it in the methodology that's right. Again, it could be an email. It can be a letter. It can be in person. Again, that's very important to know how this child most often prefers to receive news or information because that's the way they most often process. So take that in consideration. Okay. Boy, I tell you what, that is a lot, right? That's a big question. And I don't know if I have done justice to the question because I know it is such a serious matter. And I know this because I have lived it. Plus, I also know what it's like to have worked with clients over these 30 plus years that have dealt with this same issue, especially older bisexual people who are trying to come to grips with their identity and how that might look in their relationships and in their lives and then how it relates to their to their family, especially their kids and grandkids. So um, I hope that helped. I hope at least gave you something to think about. And if you are a younger person and you're listening to this, well, thank you for listening. And maybe there's something in it that you could apply to your life, even with little kids. But I also want to ask you to really hear my heart here in that you might get a little glimpse as to the difficulty some older people might have in this whole process. Therefore, I think it's good and right and healthy to give those people love and grace and understanding 
because for some people, it seems to be just an automatic thing. You just need to do this. You just need to do this and come out and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But again, I just want to remind you that a lot of older people think differently and respond differently and their risk and reward may look different than yours. So again, let's give grace to whatever season of life we are in. Let's, let's love each other and support one another and just say to the bottom, at the end of the day, Do what is best for you. Do what's best for you, okay? If you are in this situation or you know someone is in this situation and they could use someone to sound it out with, to be ears to hear and uh, maybe ask some questions, could help them think through the process uh, and the decision, then I am here. Uh, My coaching is available and um, I will help any way I can. So keep that in mind as well. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope to see you again here at the coffee table. But until then, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.